It's time for another episode of Squaring Up the Sharp. We come to you live in living color right now. We are uh, both on the big screen here, finally. I finally got my, my webcam in the mail here, so we're all set up, ready to go. Excuse the mess behind me. We're still in the process of moving, uh, so that's why you see a mattress up against the wall over there. Uh, but how you doing, Austin? It's good. It's spooky season. <laughs> so it's uh, it's the day before Halloween, getting ready for uh, week eight here. Uh, pretty much halfway through the year, just about. After this week, we'll be halfway through. And uh, you got any big Halloween plans? or? Oh, no. Just uh, going to feed the kitties candy to ruin their parents' lives. <laughs> You're not going to give anybody any toothbrushes out? Toothbrushes and toothpaste? No, maybe I'll give out some Pringles. Just be a creep. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they appreciate whatever you give them, uh, especially in COVID times. I don't know how many how many you're actually going to have. You know? Uh, how many, many oh. trick-or-treaters are going to be out there this year? Oh, who knows? But it's been raining like a week straight, so I would assume... We actually got a bunch of snow up here today. <laughs> we got a... It was snowing all day today, so that, that was... Um, that was nice. But uh, we got a special show for you here today. We have our buddy Kevin, who's who's uh, going to join us and talk a little football, talk a little coronavirus in the NFL, you know, have a, have a good conversation with him. He's our second guest that we're going to have on this year. And, uh, you know, it's good for him. You know, he's a, he's a part of this inaugural, um, you know, video, vi- co- combination video podcast that we're doing here. So... Exciting for him. He's not. He's just going to be on the phone, so you're not going to get to see his beautiful face. But uh, we will. Uh, we'll have a good time with him, and he's actually on the line with us right now. So how you doing, Kevin? Uh, nice of you to join us. I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Doing as, doing as well as you can. We were joking around last week that we didn't know if you would still be around this week after uh, you know what's been going on with the Jets. It's not easy. Uh, <laughs> the Jets make you. Uh, I'll pull your hair out, but uh, probably the worst death thing I've ever seen. 30 years running. Um, 30 years. I don't know. They just have no no discipline, no no will. It's just a god-awful. So, but so your they Giants are much like better, though. Nah, do they ruin your Sundays? Like, after watching the Giants, my Sunday's ruined every week? No. Nah. Not really anymore, because, like, you're kind of just used to it. I guess, like, when you're used to someone's uh, disappointing you. <laughs> it's just you disappoint. You're, you're ready for disappointment. <laughs> it's on that level now. It's on that level. Does it make you feel better that the Giants are just not, maybe not as bad, but pretty close? It makes it bearable. Giants would be pretty good on the New York. Yeah, New York. Uh, oh, yeah, we're just living in, in our other's misery. That's pretty much it. Like, I, I don't even get joy. The only joy that I have is that the Jets are bigger or, you know, the same or a bigger mess than the Giants are. That's all there is anymore. Yeah, they're probably um, two, of the, two of the bottom three teams. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Um, there's a couple of things that we wanted to talk about. Um, you know, obviously, 
it's been a crazy year. 2020 has been crazy. And, uh, you know, just curious back in March when they decided to shut things down, you know, we were kind of gearing up for baseball season and hockey season was in full go. I know, I know you're a big Rangers fan. The Rangers were, you know, one of the hottest teams in hockey at the time. Um, there was a lot going on and then it just kind of all stopped. So, you know, we're just kind of curious how you felt when that all happened. Did you, that time that sports wasn't there, because at least for me, when sports went away, it kind of, you know, I, I was busy with other things. I didn't really notice as, notice it as much as I thought I would have. And I know Austin was very busy. I know you were very busy. We we're all working a lot. And, um, you know, I didn't really realize it as much. I'm curious how, how you felt about the whole thing. I remember when the news draft at the NCAA tournament was canceled. I'm not even a huge college guy, but I have to do my bracket. I'm like, wow, this thing, this thing just got real. That's one of my, um, not the game So I think that was the first sport that canceled season. Correct? Uh, yeah. Basketball? Because that's what I have to drop. Yes. They basically said, okay, we, we can't do this safely, so see you later. Yeah, and that was when it became real. So in the beginning, I didn't really think they were going to cancel anything. I thought they would just delay it like a week, you know? Yeah, I know they, and the end, they had a plan in place to kind of, you know, have, have the arenas empty and, and play that way. But then, you know, things, you know, stepped up even more and then they just canceled it all together. But, uh, what were you, what were you saying about hockey? And then the Rangers were on a hot streak and then, um, Really bummed that they canceled it and arrived in momentum. Then obviously the season actually came back and they were awful. So it kind of actually hurt the Rangers the um, the off time. So it didn't really play out in their favor. But uh, like you were saying, finding I did find a lot of other things to do besides sports. I guess you kind of realize you don't you're not as maybe as essential as you think. If you find other stuff to do, entertainment. But it is nice having them back, you know. They just say viewership's down. I know I noticed it on my off days when I was like, wow, regular television sucks. <laughs> yes. Well, they, so, so you brought up viewership. I know the NBA, NBA was at like a serious low for viewership. Um, I'm not too sure about how baseball did. Uh, but, the, you know, there are other factors to that as well. Um, oh, you know, a lot of stuff. They're also competing yeah. against the NFL. So that definitely messed with their viewership a lot. Yeah, it's the, the competition. It's the political factors. There's a lot of people that aren't happy about it. And, uh, you know, there, there, are, there are a lot of reasons why. But, you know, it, like you said, it's not like... You know, you think that's a lot of people. They their world revolves around sports, and it, you know, at least for me, it didn't really feel like it made that much of a difference. So, well, you know, agree. yeah. So, you know, we we're just curious how how that was going for you, and, and how you felt about that when it happened, and then, um, you know, how do you how do you feel that the the NFL has handled the COVID issue so far? I honestly don't think they did um, 
It does, to be honest. Besides uh, really the Titans, there's been those blow-ups, I would say. And for a sport where you're literally, where we all play football, you're literally touching someone time. As opposed to how the virus spreads, uh, I think they're doing a pretty good job because um, it has to have the highest chance of transmission. Basically, hugging each other, hitting each other in the face—it's like it's probably, it's a lot of hugging going on. Yeah, at least the Jets—they can't—they can't tap. <laughs> the Jets are taking you know coronavirus precautions to the next level. They don't—they don't want to touch anybody. You know, but uh, yeah, you know, we kind of joke, we've been joking around about it, you know, the last couple of weeks. Just as more and more teams have issues, the Giants had a positive case. Uh, Will Hernandez. Yep, that's right. So he, you know, he tested positive, and now, like, uh, you know, I don't think the Jets had anybody or the Giants had anybody until now. So. Um, we'll see how it affects, you know, the teams that we, that we root for, but they've had to make a lot of schedule changes and, you know, we, me and Austin have talked about it and they're kind of running out of space here. There's not going to be anywhere to put these games going forward. The closer you get to the playoffs, you're not going to be able to do this. Uh, it won't affect the Jets or the Giants because they're not going to make the playoffs. So they could cancel the rest of their games. I don't care, but it's, uh, you know, it's been an interesting thing to watch, kind of. You make a lot of great points. I guess I just meant, like, uh, more teams would have gotten, uh, more teams would have had games canceled. So, like, yeah, the game that team has even three games canceled, how are you going to make the season work? I don't really know. They just have the one bye, right? Unless they extend the year another week, same might do. Yeah, there was some talk Worst comes to worst, they're gonna extend to like a week eighteen. I mean, that's really all they that could do. Think for fantasy. Uh, that's their big money maker fantasy too. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, that's a, I, I hadn't uh, I hadn't seen that yet that they were thinking about doing that, but it makes a lot of sense that they would look into doing something like that because. What's the difference if the Super Bowl is played February 4th or February 11th, you know? Yeah, they were saying they would just take away the that bye week in between the Super Bowl. Which yeah, which I would, anyway. Yeah. Does anybody like that bye week? Yeah. Nobody, no. nobody watches the Pro Bowl. I mean... They already canceled the Pro Bowl. The Pro Bowl's yeah, dead. So, so just move the Super Bowl up, and that's such a, that's such a waste of a week. I don't know. It's, I, I get they want to do all the media stuff and everything like that, but um, you don't need a whole extra week to do that. So, all right, let's get to the moment that you've been waiting for, Kevin. Let's talk about the Jets. And uh, let me ask you this: I'm very curious what your thoughts are about this. Uh, can you? Is there any reason that you can give me why Adam Gase still has a job? Um, I guess the only reason would be so you go oh and sixteen. All right, that's a, that's a very int- I hadn't thought about that, but that makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, I've been yeah four D tank train with Adam Gates. <laughs> 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 yeah, 
Yeah, it's uh, GM signed a. Yeah, go ahead. GM signed a lot of one-year deals in the offseason, and it's kind of um, making sense. I think you kind of just want it to be just sort of hit, sort of hit the reset button. You know how you do it, like on a video game system. I think you just <laughs> want to reset the whole team. So you think that free agents? You think the writing was on the wall? You think that's why? You think because Joe Douglas was brought in. Uh, this is his first year, right? Yeah. So he's first brought year. in. It's not his That's coach, right? right? Yeah. It's not. It's not his coach. He, you know, might have been thinking, "Hey, I'm not going to fire the coach this soon before the season. So let's let's just deal with what we have and Didn't get rid of him when the season's over." Didn't Adam Gase handpick him? Adam Gates did hand pick him. So he got the other GM fired after the other GM drafted a bunch of people. Remember he got tired after draft? Yeah, which was insane. He's actually been on the team for a year and a half. Really I wonder if that's ever happened outside of like disciplinary reasons. Like if any team has ever fired the GM immediately after a draft <laughs> just because they didn't want him anymore. You know? You're going to do it. GM's biggest role is the draft. Yeah, and if, you, if you're going to say that Gase picked the GM, right? So, the previous GM makes the draft picks. Uh, I'm sure if Gase had the power to choose the GM, he probably had a lot of say in these draft picks, right? Uh, this, this previous season, I'd say yes. But I know he had a big tiff... Uh, during the draft two years ago, he like moved his couch out of the office or something. There were reports of. <laughs> Am I right there, Kevin? I'm pretty sure yeah. there was some rumor about that. He's very upset. Yeah, he, was, he was also upset with Avion Bell signing. Yeah, well, you know, they didn't really match too well. That whole thing doesn't make much sense to me because they never really used him. You know, I get that he, he didn't like him, but by you not liking him and not playing him actually hurt your team's chances. So was it that big of an issue that he sabotaged his own team because he didn't like one of the players? I agree. I don't know. I don't know how he couldn't find a way to use him. I think we can all agree that Bell's a great player. Definitely. When he's used, when he's used the right way. So, uh, you know, I don't know. The, the whole thing was weird. Now they cut him and now they're paying him a bunch of money. And, uh, yeah, I don't think, I wonder what the odds are that Gase returns next year. But I would imagine that they're as, like, you know how there are games and the odds, it's so much in one favor that there's no money line odds. I feel like this is one of those things that it's so obvious that he's not going to be back next year that if that they wouldn't even put lines out there to bet on. I think the Jets have a better chance of winning the Super Bowl than Gase Return. <laughs> <laughs> right, I, I don't think, so. <laughs> I, there, there probably are still lines on the Jets to win the Super Bowl this year. <laughs> so that's, uh, you know, you're probably not wrong there. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, it's got to be frustrating, um, you know, being a fan of the team and, you know, back going back 10 years, you know, 2009, 2010, one of the best teams in the league. Um, you know, they've gotten so far away from that, that it's just crazy, you know? And you could say the same about the Giants. I mean, the way that the Giants have just fallen off the face of the earth after being relevant for a long time, um, it's it's almost like, you know, you're trying to figure it out and it hurts your brain. Definitely. Uh, it goes back to um, just poor drafting, um, poor, poor coaching and leadership. So I remember the Jets team. I think you guys were here for the Chargers game. They beat them in the playoffs. It's fourth and one. And they, they decided to run. You know, the team knew they were running. They knew the exact hole right at the egg at. And that line just destroyed the Chargers. They called defense. So I wanted to get back to offensive line. Which they started. And the secondary. Those have been the two weakest points. And I think those are two of the most important aspects of every team now. You need a good line and you need a good uh, secondary. Just pass happy lead. Hopefully, you start addressing those areas. You pretty happy with uh, Makai Becton? Yes, I'm very happy with him. I think some people are saying he's the he's the best offensive lineman drafted this year. Hopefully, uh, he's just got to stay on stay the field. Healthy, though. Yeah. Yes. Uh, what about I the don't know about your guy though? Yeah, he's he's he definitely had some struggles last week. A couple penalties. Um, I actually forgot that he was on the team, to be honest. Like, I have been so out of tune with the Giants because they're just so bad that, uh, you know, they were told, I was watching the Thursday night game that they lost in only a way that the Giants could lose. And, uh, you know, they talked about him and how he's a rookie and all this stuff. I'm like, wait, I. I forgot that they even drafted him. <laughs> so that's what pick, yeah, right? fourth, yeah, fourth overall pick. Was it fourth, sixth, something like that? Yeah, it was first offensive line to take. Yeah. Uh, so, Austin, do you have the exact number? Was he was fourth. Yeah. Right, fourth so. uh, that's a high draft pick, and to not even realize that he's on the field, I don't know. That's saying something, but um, what about the Jamal Adams trade? Um, in hindsight, I love it because what I don't think Jamal Adams was going to lead the playoffs, but it also shows how valuable he was. The defense was actually pretty competent last year, so um, they may, maybe they would have like a, I think they would have maybe beat Denver with them, but they wouldn't be sniffing rel- relevancy. So I'm happy they made the trade for the future. Forward, uh, two first rounds. Yeah, so that's. I mean, you can't really turn that down. No. Unless and it's I, like amazing quarterback or something. Seems like the the Jets front office kind of knew which direction they were going to be going in this year. I mean, they they probably looked at it and said, realistically, this is probably how the season will go. But we're hoping that you know Darnold progresses, which you haven't seen. If you have the number one pick, are you taking Trevor Lawrence? That is something I've been debating 
with a lot of people at work and even in my own, in my own, like, uh, when I think about it, you know what I mean? In my head, um, they say he's the next, people say he's the next Peyton Manning. He's a lot more athletic, though, obviously, as everyone sees on Saturdays. Um, my only problem is you bring him in and you put him in this, this, uh, shitstorm. Is he really going to do anything more than Donald? Well, let's. So, um, Austin, Austin has a plan. Let, let Austin pitch. Kevin, your plan. And uh, let's see what he thinks. What was my plan? Uh, the, oh, how you bring in Dabo Sweeney, too. And you bring in the head coach combo. What do you think about that? That would be interesting. It would intrigue me. Um. He seems a lot better than Adam Gase, so it's a huge step up. Because, uh, that's, yeah, that's not probably safe too much. I personally don't think Donald is going to be done in the league. I actually think he's going to go somewhere and be pretty good. Um, at least better than like Ryan Tannehill. Well, at least, aren't, but, you know, looking at his, looking at his track record. What? In that case, his track record, I mean, Donald's going to go somewhere and be an MVP candidate, you know? I think you, people are saying the Patriots. <laughs> that would be fantastic. There? You know, he'll, he'll be a better Tom Brady if he goes to the Patriots. He's going to win eight Super Bowls. That's the scary part. I think he's going to be an at least solid quarterback. I don't know about eight Super Bowls. Better than Cam Newton. Jets fly. Oh, no, yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. If he goes to the Pats, just to jab the knife deeper, he's going to win eight Super Bowls. If Darnold, if Darnold was the quarterback of the Pats right now, they'd probably be like four and two. Their record would be reversed. That's that's what I, I agree. I, I think it's really hard to evaluate him with the teams he's had and also the injuries slash mono, which I don't consider an injury. So I just want Stand how the Jets can't get a healthy wide receiver. It's crazy to find Chris Hogan off the couch. He got the punt returner as their slot, throwing slot receiver last week. It's bad. Really bad. Paraman like one and a half games a season so far. The Paraman can't stay healthy. Men's played his first game of the year, being out six weeks. And Crowder's played only a few games, and he had 100 yards, I think, in, in every game. You know, yeah, he's like the best every week he plays. He plays like, I think he played, what, four games, so three of them he had over 100 yards. You know who... That's the stat. You know who looks really good right now that the Jets passed on? Is, uh, Mr. Robbie Anderson. Oh, he yes. looks... He looks like the real deal out there in uh, Carolina. The, the Jets didn't want to pay any money, you know. It's true, but he's he's got they got a nice situation going on there. They got Samuel, so um, they got DJ Moore. I yeah. think the Jets needed a true number one, and then Robbie Anderson could have flourished. You know what I mean? He can't be I the mean, number one. At all. He's showing right now that, you know, the Jets basically just used him as like a deep threat. And, uh, I think he's, sh he's showing now that that doesn't necessarily need to be the case. But yeah, it always helps to have kind of that, that other guy, which, you know, DJ Moore is that guy. 
that can take some of the attention away from him. So, uh, but he looks very good, and it just kind of, you know, it's just something else to make you question if the Jets know what they're doing. You know, it's definitely true. Um, again, I, I the contract that he got, the Jets could have easily afforded and just skipped on Paramount. But it goes back to the original comments. They're just really looking to restart. So they get Perriman a one-year deal. We gave, like, all these guys one-year deals. It's kind of like, I don't know if he has this vision of building the team slowly through the draft. I don't know his end goal. You know what I mean? But he was a great GM. He did well in the Philadelphia and built a Super Bowl team. So, yeah, I like the GM, to be honest with you. That's the Wasn't hope. plan uh, a couple years ago, though, when they had, what, like a $70 million payroll? And they were like, oh, in two years, we're going to have so much money for the cap. And then all they did was sign Le'Veon Bell, basically. Yeah. I don't know if that's his plan. I don't know if he didn't plan slow. McCagan kind of like, he just like went all in on Le'Veon Bell and he signed uh, Spencerman Johnson. That was all we're signing in history. Oh, my God. That was so awful. That was awful. He was an awful GM. Couldn't draft anyone. I remember when the Jets signed Tremaine Johnson, and I was like, "Are you serious?" Like, like I, 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 yeah, and it's he wasn't he wasn't like a top guy. I don't, I didn't understand that from the beginning. I didn't understand that it wasn't like, oh, he was worth the money. It just didn't work out. It was he is not worth the money, and it didn't work out, which is just terrible. Terrible thing. So, um, yeah. Well, uh, appreciate you being honest about the Jets. I think uh, you know when New York football, whether it's the Jets or the Giants, when one of the two teams are good, or if both teams are good, it uh, you know it's nice. It's you know you can have that that friendly rivalry. Now it's it's just can somebody win a freaking game? Like that's basically the competition now. It's like, oh, who's gonna who's gonna get that first pick? You know, who's who's gonna go on? Who's gonna go defeated? And you know, the Giants have a win already, but we, I, I can't even be happy about that because it takes away from their chances of getting the number one pick. <laughs> so true. But that's you know that's the life right now. So. um <laughs> Yeah, let's uh let's move on to the last two two things that we wanted to get to here so we can get you out of here. We know you're a busy guy and uh I'll actually be seeing you tomorrow. You're coming up here for uh little Halloween festivities. I know, I can't wait. Yeah, it's gonna be You're a good time. To I, hope, go. I hope you got your costume and I'll have plenty of candy waiting for you. It's gonna be a good time. Kevin, be careful. Right, sounds... <laughs> Definitely gonna perfect candy. <laughs> yeah. What would you, if the Jets did have first overall pick, let's say a quarterback needy team wanted to trade up a few spots, what would the Jets get in return, you think? How how hyped do you think this guy is? I think this is, uh, God, what was that trade between the Saints and the Cowboys? Oh, for, uh, 
four first rounders. It was oh, Herschel Walker. Herschel right. Walker. I was thinking Ricky Williams for some reason, but that I there think was you're a, right. Yeah. Uh, I, I think teams are gonna know. It was something insane like that. I'll look it up while we're talking. Yeah, I would. I would first rounders would be. I mean, if you're getting two first rounders for Jamal Adams, that's you know Jamal Adams is an established player, but uh, this is a first round pick. This is a first overall pick, generational type quarterback. Uh, you know that's got to be like the new precedent. I mean, every year it gets more and more expensive to move up in the draft, right? Like. You know, if teams do it, they're doing it for one of those types of players. So, I mean, you you really have to look at a team and say, do they even have enough? You know? It's true. Well, that would make things interesting if they were off an app. But he okay. is okay. generational talent. This is the Herschel Walker trade. I was, I was right. It's insane. The... The Cowboys traded Herschel Walker to the Vikings, and the Chargers got a running back. It was a three-team trade. The Cowboys got Jesse Solomon, linebacker, David Howard, linebacker, cornerback, Isaac Holt, D. and Alex Stewart, Minnesota's first in 1990, Minnesota's second in 1990, Minnesota's sixth in 1990, Minnesota's first pick in 1991 by cutting Solomon, Immediately. <laughs> Minnesota's second in 91 by cutting Howard immediately. Minnesota's first in 92 by cutting Holt immediately. Minnesota's second in 92 by trading away Nelson to the Chargers. And Minnesota's third in 1992 by cutting Stewart. So they cut every player they got back to meet all these trade conditions. So they got one, two, three first rounders, three second rounders. <laughs> that's insane. Yeah. And that's how I think you build a team, but you got this you got this guy. That's I don't know if they're gonna be offered something that that's ridiculous. Yeah, that's with those picks he drafted Emmett Smith <laughs> with one of those oh, picks and it, it worked out. Yeah, Darren Wilson. Oh yeah, this is this is how they built that Super Bowl team. <laughs> I think that would be the route to go if someone offered that. I don't know if they're gonna that's ridiculous. Yeah, I don't. I didn't know it was that crazy, but that's too that's, good to be true. That's like if you basically, you know, whatever somebody offers you that, you say, "All right, what do you want? You know, you want, <laughs> you want the team? You want my wife? What do you, you know, <laughs> what do you want?" Um, but yeah, that's uh, you know, I I don't know, if, I don't know if that would be offered, but. You I gotta think, figure these two to three first. I would assume. Yeah, to be. I would say at least two first round picks. You know, um, definitely. If a team thinks that he is the next, you know, whatever quarterback you want to call him, because that's how people are talking about him. Uh, so you know that that would be interesting. Um, so uh, so back to you, back to you. Let's. Get your Super Bowl prediction for this season. Who do you think is going to be there at the end when it's all said and done? 
Um, I was just thinking about it. I'm in the NFC. I'm liking uh, the Bucks or the Packers. I'm gonna have to go. Aaron Rodgers is killing it. Also, Russell Wilson's killing it. Those those three teams are just your step above. But to make a prediction, um, I'm just gonna go with Brady, even though I despise him because he always does it somehow. So the Bucks are actually pretty good. They're a great team. They've got Antonio Brown. So they better than pretty good, really good. So Bucks. Hey, Grady does it one more time, and then maybe we, maybe you finally hangs it up. And then, uh, AFC, um, Chiefs, obviously, are, Chiefs are just a beastly. Steelers and Titans will look good, too. Um, I love Titans. They're, like, more of an old-school team. With great defense and, uh, amazing running back. Uh, I just gonna go Chiefs, though. I'll go Chiefs, Bucks. Cool. I, think it's, I think the Bucks are pretty outside the box. I mean, before the season started, I wasn't really looking at them at all. Um, to go to the Super Bowl, I thought it was going to be, you know, too much too soon for them. But they do look like they've, they're kind of hitting their stride. They're getting Gronk involved. Uh, you know, if Godwin can stay healthy, they've got some serious firepower over there. And the defense is playing pretty well. You brought up the Chiefs. I think uh, you can't really go wrong with picking the Chiefs. Yeah, well, one safe pick, one out of the box, you know? You think the Chiefs cover this uh, 20-point spread against the Jets? Um, this is a college-type well, spread. Were, the Bills were, and they didn't. So I think yeah, sometimes when you're, up, when you're up, just take your foot off the pedal a little, you know what I mean? don't need to win by 20, so that's the tough thing in the NFL, really. College, they keep scoring the ranking. I would right. say I would say they do, but oh, but it's 20 points, right? 19 and a half. 19 and a half right now, yep. So if they win like 34, they score 34 and the Jets score 10. Yeah, I think they'll cover. I like those scores. <laughs> <laughs> the Jets, the Jets scoring ten might be higher than their average per game. Yeah. So then, at what quarter do you think Chad Henney comes in? <laughs> Halfway through third. Then. Okay, All I, right. I, uh, that's yeah. I think that's a. I wonder if there's any like player props for uh, pass attempts for Chad Henney this week. That'd be cool looking to. Get like a plus or minus ten. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, that's uh, it's a it's a it's the biggest spread that I remember seeing uh, ever. I don't think I I don't think I remember seeing a spread ever that big. Yes, in the NFL, neither. Highest. That's college. That's college spread. That's yeah. like uh, Clemson versus. Uh, Cool, you never heard of it's Clemson versus Georgia Tech. Seventy three. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um all right, so speaking of spreads, let's uh finish up here with your best bet for week eight. Which game do you like the best that you would you know tell other people you gotta put money on this game because this team is gonna cover? Um I was down to two. I love the Bills. They had they had a 
really poor showing against the Jets, but um, Patriots don't really instill much confidence. Cam Newton looks awful. Um, so I like the Bills at four. Uh, you could buy that half point, maybe just take a three and a half because cause the Bills haven't been winning by a lot. So but I think they'll definitely win the game. Um, and I also like the Rams because I don't think uh, to his first game. And the Rams are just flat out a better team. You know, this past was starting. So the Rams are looking good. It's only three and a half, right? That's the spread? Yeah. Three and I a half. So I think I actually like that game maybe, maybe even better because the Rams are uh, they're a good football team. What do you think Donald's going to, uh, Aaron Donald is going to say to Tua when he sacks him four times? Um. Maybe something in the Alliance, Alliance saying. I don't know. The Alliance. I wouldn't be surprised if uh, if, he, if he, you know, spends a little bit of time and learns a Hawaiian saying just to uh, just to mess with him. But uh, yeah, he'll he'll yeah. say some uh, rocket power quote. <laughs> yeah. I do like those games. Um, I think the Bills minus four is more of a reflection on you know how the Patriots are playing right now because they're just not playing good at all. And, uh, you know, the Rams, like you said, being to his first game in the NFL, he got a little bit of action. And then the bye week, you would think uh, he's got a little, you know, might feel okay. But still, the Rams are uh, – their defense is uh, pretty tough. You have – Aaron Donald, Ramsey, it's, that's going to be a tough task. Uh, and Sean McVay is actually pretty good coming to the East Coast. So we have that going for you, too. Minus three and a half is a, it's definitely a doable number. Yeah, the Rams have, what have they been back and forth, like three times to the East Coast? Yeah, I actually was just, I, I thought that the Rams might have been at home. And they, they did them a favor, but they've been all over the place. Um, but it doesn't seem to affect him too much, so you know, that's that's good. But uh, Kevin, we have uh, you know enjoyed having you on. We appreciate it, and we spent a little bit more time with you. I know you you got some stuff to do, so we appreciate you giving us a, a little bit more of your time here and and talking shop with us and giving us your uh, your feelings about the Jets and and all that. Um, so again, appreciate you having uh, coming on, and uh, looking forward to Halloween tomorrow. Like I said, I'll have some, uh, I'll have some candy waiting for you. <laughs> don't You're follow. The trail. Thanks for having me. Yeah, don't don't follow the trail of treats. <laughs> I won't follow the trail. We'll just uh, be blessed. Can't wait to be there, and uh, great having me. Hopefully, next time I come on, the Jets will be relevant. <laughs> Well, I should like probably that. come on before that, but I like that. that. <laughs> I like that. It's great. It's great <laughs> I like that. Um, but uh, yeah, appreciate it, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. All right, Kevin. Have a great night. See you later. All right. And I'll see you. I guess. All right. So that was uh, that was our buddy Kevin. Uh, some good insight into the uh, the mind of a Jets fan right there. And, uh, you know, we didn't really talk him off the ledge too much. I'll say that. No, we might have actually pushed him a little closer. <laughs> pushed him a little closer. It sound, he sounded a little bit upset when he got off. 
not as chipper as he was when we first started. So um, we'll keep an eye. I'll keep an eye on him tomorrow. Check in with him, make sure he's good. Um, but uh, yeah, that was good. Uh, appreciate him coming on. And uh, now we're going to switch over to the regular portion of our show, and we're going to consolidate a little bit, try to get through this, so we're not, uh, you know, we don't want to make this a three-hour ordeal here. But uh, why don't you uh, start us off with the recap from last week? I don't think I did too well again last week. I'm kind of in a slump right now, so. Would you give us a quick recap? Hey, um, you didn't do bad. You went uh three and two last week. Oh, you okay. hit the cards plus three and a half. You missed the Bills because they just like field goals last week. Yeah. You hit Atlanta plus two and a half, even though they blew the game. Uh, KC minus nine and a half. You hit, and the Cowboys plus one. You missed on because. Dalton took that cheap shot. Yeah, even if he stayed in the game, I I wasn't feeling too good <laughs> the way the game started. It uh, started off with a safety, first play of the game for the Cowboys, so uh, wasn't wasn't too uh, wasn't looking too good after that. But were the Falcons plus two and a half or minus two and a half? I wrote down plus two and a half. Okay, I'm right, pretty sure they helped. I went back and listened to uh, to our picks from last week, and I could have sworn I said minus two and a half, but it does make sense that the Lions were home, I believe, right? Um, so, yeah, I think that minus two and a half makes a little bit more sense. Or the plus two and a half makes a little bit more sense. Uh, all right, so I'll take it. Three and two. And then uh, what was your record? I actually killed last week. I went four and one. I missed on Seattle, which was our head-to-head. I hit the uh, Giants a plus four and a half, even though they blew the game like assholes. I hit Carolina plus seven and a half, uh, Green Bay minus three and a half, and the Bucks minus four. And that actually brings both of our records on the season to 19 and 16, and we're both uh, plus 110 for the season so far. Okay. All right. Um... Yeah, I, I for some reason I, I calculated that I was two and three last week, so I'm, I'm glad that I screwed that up. Um, but I had I had a pretty good week this week. Outside of uh, outside of our picks between fantasy yes. and uh, a little little parlay action that we tweeted out. Please please tell us about these parlays. Yeah, I uh, so I was I was pretty much right on I'm the. I like to split it up. I like to pick my games from one o'clock and then, you know, have that. And I like to do things in, in kind of organized manner. Um, so the morning I had a, I had a, I had a big parlay in the morning and I, I don't think I tweeted this one out, but, uh, the only, the only one that I didn't hit was the bills. I had a, I think it was an, a, an 18 parlay and the only one I didn't hit with the, was the bills. And then uh, in the afternoon, and you, you, if you check us out on Twitter, you can see we tweeted out the pictures from uh, from this past weekend. And between the afternoon games and then the Sunday night game, I had two parlays out there. One was for fifty, one was for fifty-eight bucks, and uh, hit both of them actually for a combined uh, three grand. So it was it was pretty nice. And then combine that with a nice fantasy day, which we'll get to because I was. I, 
I pretty much hit the nail on the head with fantasy this week uh, with my picks, and uh, it was just a great weekend. It's a very, very nice weekend. I would uh, say so. <laughs> makes me feel a little bit better about the Giants playing like garbage and losing Thursday night, but you know, I'll, I'll take money any day over the week over, uh, you know, that's feels better getting a little bit of getting a little <laughs> bankroll going than uh, having to watch that mess of a team. So, um, yeah, it was a good weekend. Uh, and speaking of fantasy, let's get to our. Uh, let's do a little recap from our fantasy picks last week. I think right. We both did pretty well. Yeah, we both did uh, pretty well. I'm actually going to share my screen here and you know, pull up. Uh, I've put all our information into an Excel sheet. Do you see this? I do, I do see that. Very nice. Okay. Now what we got here is I went through all our picks for the week's I highlighted in green is uh, three to five times their price point, according to DraftKings. A yellow is two times, which I I personally think is survivable in most contests. And red is just bad, if you can't tell. <laughs> Red's bad. And then the uh, the blue is the hype train of a uh, six times your price point, which. You'll see, Max. You have a few blues coming up this week. I I hit it on the head with uh, Justin Herbert last week. And, uh, yeah. So so if you look at it, the the farther down you get are the more recent picks. So the last yep. two picks are picks from from last week. So for me, it was Rogers and Kyle Allen, and for uh, for you, Austin, it was Herbert and Bridgewater. Yep, both did uh, very well, and uh, I also did a little. Uh, you're averaging almost 22 points per selection at quarterback, the position, and you're getting a success rate of about 79%, 78.5 for uh, your quarterback. Meanwhile, I'm down at uh, 65, but I'm, I'm hitting at uh, 23.45 per my selections. points. Right, so I'm, I'm a little bit more consistent, but you have those... I would say it would be my... Uh, Week yeah. three, yeah. uh, 1.25 from a quarterback. Who drags you down there, <laughs> Captain Kirk? All right, I, so uh, how's, how's running back looking? All right, we'll move over to running back over here. Uh, it's a little bit more sparse, but uh, yeah, last is, week you had a pretty good week. Yeah, this, this is not my strong suit, I'll say that. Yeah, um, look at this uh, success rate over there. It's uh, not too good. Do you see that? Yeah. Uh, oh, yep. Yep. Okay. Sixteen. You know, rounded up to seventeen percent. Yeah, seventeen percent on the season so far. Uh, if a few DMPs because of injury or game getting canceled. But uh, last week you did well. You had Kamara, who had twenty two point eight, but he was in the yellow range because he was so expensive. Yeah. I think he just missed being a three time person. Yeah. If he got in the end zone, that would have been a, been a different story. And then uh. Todd Gurley you hit with at uh twenty two point two, but uh his touchdown actually cost uh, the Falcons the game. Yeah, the only you know, talk about ways only the Giants lose, there are there are even worse ways that only the, the Falcons fun. lose. And that was one of them. And it makes it it makes it even worse because in the huddle, 
you know, he even said, yeah, don't score a touchdown. And then he's like, I know, I know, I've done it before. Yeah. And that's exactly what he did. Yeah. So, I mean, fantasy, for fantasy purposes, I don't care. I can care less. <laughs> uh, so I'll take it because that's tw- 22.2. And I think he was 6K, uh, which put him at, you know, just under four times his, his uh, price. So that's, I'll take it. Yep, and uh, I had a DNP with Aaron Jones. He was a late scratch. All of a sudden, comes up with a calf injury, and it turns out he's not playing this week again, too. Even though yeah. they're like, oh, it's a minor strain, but uh, who knows? Who knows? And then uh, Devin Singletary, but uh, see, so your average points per selection for running back is actually 14.79, and we talked about your success rate at... Uh, 17%, and my average point per selection is 19.7 at running back, and I'm hitting at about 54%, which I still put as red because I think we need to be above 60% to be successful. Uh, yeah, I would say you know, similar to, uh, to betting, if you're at a 60% success rate, uh, that's pretty good, so I would agree with that. And then, uh, and pull up wide receiver here. This is your uh, blue flame success, Mr. Devontae Adams, last week going off there for go. 47.6 points. That was my stack. <laughs> Rodgers to Devontae Adams. That was a very nice stack. And then uh, you also hit on Christian Kirk at uh, three to five times range, and he scored 20.7 against Seattle. Yeah, he only had 38 receiving yards, but he had two touchdowns, so... That's where that came in. Uh, I think he had five catches for 38 yards, which obviously is not uh, anything special, but throw in two touchdowns, and that's uh, that's pretty nice. Yeah, and then uh, I had Mr. Kenny Galladay, who was also in that three to five times range. He had 20.4, had some big catches late in the Lions game. And then uh, Mr. Terry McLaurin, uh, 22 points and just ate up that uh, crappy cowboy secondary. Yeah, he missed the bonus by 10 yards, which would have been a great day for him, but he had to throw you know throw a touchdown in there. And uh, across the board, wide receiver-wise, we were looking pretty nice this week. Yeah. Um, and just to give a yearly recap, your average points per selection for wide receiver is 16.56. You're hitting at a exactly 50% success rate. And meanwhile, this is my first losing category. I'm hitting at a 13.325, which is horrible. <laughs> first selection, and I am at 28% success rate. Now let's uh, jump to tight ends here. I don't even want to look at tight end. Yeah. Um, uh, that is... Look at all those single-digit numbers. Yeah, it's uh, that's awful. Not a great start for you. Yeah, don't don't uh, even this week when I like, I I did I did three times my money this week, and it's like imagine I actually picked tight ends that did something. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, uh, I had Hunter Henry on one of my teams, and. Uh, who you picked last week, and he had 5.3 points, and the Chargers are going off at 39 points. Yeah, it's it's incredible. And uh, her threw two touchdowns to tight ends. 
Yeah, he threw one to Virgil Green, and Virgil Green snaps his ankle on one of them. And, and then <laughs> the other Hunter Henry's. Yeah, just John too. But not Hunter Henry, the starting tight end. No, of course. Uh, Hunter Henry is the bane of my existence. Yeah. You bring out we have a we have a buddy of ours. If you bring up Hunter Henry to him, <laughs> he uh <laughs> he'll uh he'll try to kill somebody. So um but yeah, and Ian Thomas did did nothing. I think he had one catch for eleven yards. Yep, that's and exactly what he had. Yeah. And then I, I TJ Hawkinson who caught the game winning touchdown in the Detroit game. Yeah. He scored sixteen point nine and then Dalton Schultz at four point two and I don't think he caught a pass after Dalton went out, so Yeah, uh the Dalton to Dalton connection wasn't there. Uh I don't even remember who the backup quarterback was for the Cowboys. Ben uh Danucci. Ben Danucci. Something like that. It's as Italian as it gets. Yeah. I and uh yearly don't recap. Even, don't um, even don't I got even. <laughs> it is uh your average point per selection is seven points. Nice. And your success rate is seven percent. Alright, consistency. Yeah. You have one green and that was in the first week of the season. Alright. And then uh I have uh a ten point one five points per selection. And I'm only hitting at uh, 35%. So uh, tight ends have definitely been a struggle for us this season. Yeah, I'd say so. More more so for me, maybe just by a little bit. <laughs> and, uh, final position, uh, defense, which you have been on fire with lately. Yeah, last week was very, very nice. I even called, I even called the Nicole Hardman return touchdown last week. <laughs> I even she- called that. Uh, I did say I did say punt return, but I followed that by saying or something, and the only other something could be a kick return. So, uh, yeah, I, I was feeling pretty good last week. Uh, last last four weeks, I'm pretty much right on the money. All right, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. The Chiefs they scored twenty four points, and the Redskins at seventeen, and then uh. I had the Bills at 14 and the Packers at 6. Still still respectful. Yeah, not too bad. Respectable, I should say. And then uh, for the season, your uh, average per selection for defense is... uh, I don't think that math's right. Hold on one second. Just checking my formulas. It's uh, basically 11 points. And your success rate is you're hitting uh, 53% on your defenses, but you've been on fire lately, so it's definitely going to go up real soon. Yeah, I'm pretty happy with... Yeah, if you get get 11 points out of your defense, that's that's more than you can ask for, I think. Yeah, it's more than your tight ends are scoring. That's, yes. I I wish that you could just play two defenses. (laughs) That that would actually, you know... Put them as your flex. Yeah, it'd be more in the money. You should make everything like a showdown where you could just play two defenses. Uh, and then uh, my uh, average selection for defense is uh, 7.4 points, and my success rate is only at uh, 21%. All right. I mean, still, 7.4 points for a defense, uh, you know, that's that's still respectable, I think. 
Um, I think anything over like six or seven points. I mean, you're not going to, you need, you need that like 20 point game from a defense to win big money. But I, you know, I'd be happy with, you know, high single digits for my defense. Oh yeah. And it definitely matters in the amount of money you're spending. Like we've said before, you want to stay in that three to five times the price point range. Yes. To be the most successful you're going to get. Yeah, so you you're right around there. Um, let's con- let's continue with this and jump into week eight here, and let's run through some of our top picks for uh, for the slate coming up. Let me pull up the the DraftKings app. We use DraftKings for all of our picks, and there's eleven games on the main slate this week. Yep. So, uh, barring any late changes, which there shouldn't be, since we're recording Friday night. Yep. You shouldn't have that 8 o'clock game in the slate. All right, so you want to start us off? Give us your lock for week eight. All right. Um, I assume you're going to go with uh, your boy Aaron Rodgers again, are you? That's what my plan was, but, uh, you know. So I'm going to go with uh, Josh Allen instead, then. Okay. Take uh, Mr. Josh Allen. His price has dropped down a, a good amount. Yeah, he's down to uh, 7K here. He was 7700 last week, so his price is down $700. And uh, I think that's, that's a nice contrarian play, I think. I don't think a lot of people are going to pick him. And at that price point, it allows you to put some pieces around as well. Some more now because it looks like Stefan Gilmore might be ruled out this week as well. Mm-hmm. So maybe he's a little bit more highly owned, but I don't think anything crazy. I think more are going to be on the Rogers train, especially after last week. Yeah, uh, maybe. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Um, and you know, speaking of him, like you said, I'm going to go back to him again against this Minnesota defense that just is not good at all. Um, 29th in the league in passing yards per game allowed, 29th in total yards per game allowed, and 29th in points per game allowed. So this is a defense that can be picked on. And as we saw last week, Rodgers was pissed off. He played great, throwing a Devontae Adams, who is the uh, most expensive receiver on the slate this week, and for good for good reason. Um can't go wrong with Rodgers. I think he's, he's, uh, you know, we talked about it before the season started, how he was going to come out and play. And I think it's pretty obvious that he's trying to prove something this year. Yep. It's actually the third time we've picked Rodgers this season. Uh, I picked him once, you picked him once. And he's done well both times. So hopefully another week of that. Yeah. What about Sleeper? Sleeper, I'm going to go with uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. Okay. Uh, Seattle. That Seattle secondary is god-awful. I like the speed at wide receiver in uh, San Francisco, so I think they're going to do some things. It might be short dump passes, but there's definitely a chance that uh, those receivers, Dabble Sweeney and Brandon Ayu, can take it to the house. So I'm going to go Garoppolo here. Okay. I'm going to go uh, one person down from him uh, in, 
$100 cheaper. I'm going to go with Mr. Drew Locke. Uh, I think he's he's got to put a good game together here. Uh, this Chargers defense is uh, 30th uh, in fantasy uh, against uh, opposing quarterbacks. So if there's going to be a game where he kind of puts it together, it's going to be this one. He threw two picks last week. He had a rushing touchdown. The thing that stands out to me, um, actually, I, I read it wrong. Uh, so there's nothing that stands out to me. <laughs> uh, but uh, I just think that this is a game that he's – it's a division game. I think he's he, he's got something to prove here because I don't know if the Bucks, if the, Bucks, the Broncos are sold on him as their quarterback of the future. Um, so he's got to put something together. This is just kind of a gut feeling here uh, combined with the fact that the Chargers are terrible against fantasy quarterbacks. So uh, give me Drew Locke as a sleeper. Let's move to running back here. Hey, uh – Running back, I'm going to go with uh, Mr. Josh Jacobs against uh, he's got uh, no injury designation uh, coming into this week, so it's nice. And he had a bad week last week, I'm going to be honest with you, but uh, Tampa Bay is a lot better against the run than Cleveland. I think Cleveland is 25th against the run. In, in terms of fantasy. So uh, give me Josh Jacobs. Yeah, and he's pretty cheap, too. 6200 for Josh Jacobs. And uh, that's that's a that's a bargain price for him, I think, for what he's capable of doing. Um, my lock this week, I'm going to go with Kareem, the same game, but I'm going to go on the other side of the uh, field. I'm going to go with Kareem Hunt. It seems like they've they're making an effort to get him the football, and with Chubb out again, I think that uh, that they're going to continue to do that. He had 18 carries last week and three receptions. He had uh, you know over 100 yards from scrimmage. He had a receiving touchdown, so he can kind of do it all. He's only had one game in single digits this week. He's a little pricey at 6,900, but I think you know the average. Uh, Fantasy points per game right now is just over 16, and this defense is last against uh, opposing running backs in fantasy. So I'm going to go with Kareem Hunt at 6,900. And this is my sleeper, but this is realistically my lock of the century. Le'Veon Bell is going to score a touchdown this week. There's no way Andy Reid doesn't try to troll the Jets and give a touchdown to Le'Veon Bell. I think Le'Veon Bell is gonna gonna get uh, he's gonna get some more work this week. I had last week he had six carries for thirty nine yards, so you know that's it's pretty good. It's almost a seven yard per touch average. Um, yeah, I agree. I think I think there's gonna be some some trolling here uh, for Le'Veon Bell, so I, I definitely like that pick. Um. For my sleeper this week, I'm going to go with a guy that we saw a little bit of last week, and he looked pretty good. Um, Jamichael Hasty from San Francisco. He's uh, 5,000. He's going up against Seattle, which we know that they've had their struggles defensively. Uh, Jeff Wilson Jr., who was kind of the lead back for um, 
San Francisco last week had three touchdowns. They want to run the football. Uh, Mostert's out as well. McKinnon is there, but Hasty looks very explosive, and I kind of like him to get some touches. He had nine carries for 57 yards and then one catch for 16. So I think I think he's going to – that's going to grow a little bit. And uh, I guess that Seattle defense. There's going to be some points in that game, so mm-hmm. I like him. What do you like for wide receiver? All right. Um, looks like Debo Samuel just got ruled out, actually. But uh, I'm going to go with Brandon Ayuk, then. As your lock. That's... Yep. Okay. He has been very effective on the season. I missed the first couple weeks of the season. Now, the first week of the season. But after that, he has had two 20-point games. He's got 20 catches, 280, 280 yards receiving, and three... And they're just going to do... They do things with him. So he's always going to have his hands on the ball, which I love. Yeah, especially now with your your, uh, top two running backs out. So they're probably going to be a little bit you know, even more creative with him. Uh, I like Tyler Boyd this week. Coming off a 100-yard performance, 11 catches, 101 yards, and a touchdown against this Tennessee defense that really struggles against wide receivers. Uh, Joe Burrow seems to love throwing to Tyler Boyd, and the more the time goes by, the more comfortable he gets. So I like Boyd this week against Tennessee. I think there's going to be a lot of points in this game. Uh, and... He's gonna get the. He's gonna get a lot of targets. All right, uh, my sleeper. I'm actually gonna go with. Uh, this is a boomer bust play here, and Mr. Henry Ruggs the third. Okay. He only has eight catches on the season, but he has 212 yards receiving, <laughs> one touchdown. Uh. It's pretty insane. He's all or nothing. They just basically have him run down the field to open it up. And surprisingly, Derek Carr has been throwing the deep ball pretty well to Nelson Aguilar, who I think will get the Denzel Ward coverage over Henry Ruggs. So he'll be going up against the cornerback over there, and hopefully he burns him once for a big game. Yeah, it's interesting. I was actually going to go with another wide receiver from that team, and that's Hunter Renfro. I think that uh, this is the type of game that, you know, you talk about Denzel Ward potentially locking down either Ruggs or Aguilar. You think he's going to go towards Aguilar. Um, But Hunter Renfro plays in the slot. He seems to have a good rapport with Derek Carr. And, uh, you know, Cleveland's defense leaves a lot to be desired. Uh, we just saw, I think, Higgins, T. Higgins went over 100 yards, and Tyler Boyd went over 100 yards, and A.J. Green was right there. Uh, Green actually had a good game. Yeah, so if he, I think he was just under 100 yards. So this is the type of game where I don't think you can go wrong picking anybody on Vegas because they're going to be able to put up some points. So I like... Hunter Renfro, and uh, sticking with that Vegas team. How about tight end? 
Tight end, I'm going to go with... Um, I know he's got a new quarterback this week, but he's just been a solid tight end all season. Mike Gillespie from Miami. 18 catches, 281 yards, two touchdowns. I mean, I know uh, Fitzpatrick loved him, so let's see. Hopefully Tua loves him just as much. He didn't do anything against the Jets two weeks ago, but he didn't need to do anything against the Jets two weeks ago. Yeah, I'm just going to say, he didn't. He got nothing on the board last week. He had two targets. Um, he's a very athletic tight end. I'm surprised that, you know, they've tried to get him involved, but, you know, he's kind of one of those guys that you're still waiting for, the, you know, that breakout stretch of games um, that I don't think we've seen yet, but. I mean, they always say that uh, a rookie quarterback always looks first as tight. Hopefully that continues. Yeah, I don't think you can go wrong with that pick. And the Rams do have their problems covering tight end position. So um, I like this week, I'm going to go back to Jonu Smith. He's 4,100 on DraftKings, and he's done you know virtually nothing the last two weeks. So I think that you know, they're going to look to get him involved. And yeah, he's got the last two weeks combined, he has two catches for 22 yards. One of them he did get hurt, so you kind of have to throw that one out. But uh, I like him this week. I think that they're going to um, get him back into the mix. I know A.J. Brown coming back kind of took away from his production, but uh, they got to look to him to, to get it going. And, you know, they've been putting up points without him. Let's, Three out of the last, or two out of the last three weeks, they put up over 40 points. So, you know, they don't need them, but I think against the Cincinnati team that is dead last against tight ends uh, in fantasy, I think he's a good he's a good pick. And at 4,100, you know, don't listen to me. I don't know what I'm talking about when it comes to tight ends. So, uh, you know, whatever. But, this okay, is, you know. Yeah, this is your second time picking Johnny Smith, and you picked him the week he got hurt. Yeah. At what, one point, uh, oh yeah, two point something? Two point three, yeah. That's, uh, it's just, a, that's just a tad bit under my average for, uh, tight ends. So, uh, what about your sleeper? My sleeper is going to be, uh, Drew Sample, who had a big game last week. I know since he had to throw the ball late a lot last week, but he had, uh, five catches, 52 yards, and, I think that's uh, since his offense is they're just going to go basically run and gun now. And because that defense is so bad that the only way they're going to win games is to outscore opponents with 40 points. Yeah. Um, no, that's yeah, that's the only way that they're going to win. Um, and speaking of a team that needs to score a bunch of points to win, the Cleveland Browns, I'm going to go with Harrison Bryant. 3,200 came onto the scene last week because Hooper was out. And Mayfield threw two touchdowns to him and then one to Njoku. So uh, it looks like Mayfield's looking at that tight end position. And I think he, sh you know, he showed something where he's going to get more playing time. I don't think that Cleveland's been like huge fans of Njoku. I think he's been kind of, uh, kind of a bust. I think you can say that he was a he was a first round pick. I think he was taken like 14th overall or something like that. 
and hasn't really lived up to it. So uh, I like Harrison Bryant. They, he's a rookie this year. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm just trying to th- – I'm throwing darts against the wall here. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, so it Eventually. Yeah, that's, it's law of averages, right? Everything comes back to uh, to balance in the end. Um, let's finish with defense here. Who do you like okay. on the defensive side of the ball? I'm going to go with the Los Angeles Rams. Playing okay. a rookie quarterback, I don't see how there's not at least one pick six in this game. One big mistake by Tua. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's that's a good it's a good pick. They're definitely gonna get pressure on him and force some mistakes out of the rookie. Uh, can't go wrong there. Uh, I'm surprised at this one that the Bills are only 3,300 going up against this New England team. I'm not really sure why that's the case. I know the Bills really been playing like too great, but they're coming off a good performance against the, against the Jets, two picks and six sacks. I could see a similar type of performance against this New England team. Uh, and uh, Cam Newton that got benched last week. So, you know, how's his confidence? I like this Bills defense uh, in a uh, division rivalry. 3,300, I could see them being the most, the highest owned defense this week for that mm-hmm. price. That seems like it's just way too low for this defense. Um, well, let's get to uh, Sleeper. Who do, you, who do you like as a Sleeper pick? Well, obviously, the New York Jets against Kansas City Chiefs, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. I I don't like a lot of these lower-priced defenses, to be honest with you. But uh, if I have to pick, I'm going to go with the the Bears. Oh, that's, that's who I was going to go with. I like them. Yeah. So we can both pick them. I mean, not a lot of choices down in the lower price range, but... I just think we've said it all season. We really don't think uh, Drew Brees is good anymore. Let's be honest. He did have kind of a bounce back game last week, uh, where he looked like you know an old version of himself with no wide receivers. Yeah, Emmanuel Sanders is out with uh, COVID, and Mano Michael Thomas and. Uh, neither of them are going to play this week again, too. So he's going to be amazing somehow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Watch it, watch it happen. Uh, just to pick somebody different, I do like the Packers this week against the Vikings. I believe Dalvin Cook is still out this week. He's well, he's questionable right now. Uh, it looks like he's going to play, but even if he does play, how effective is he going to be with a groin injury? Uh, so I like the Packers because I don't really. Uh, you know, Kirk Cousins is going to make his mistakes as well. And the Packers uh, at 2,900, uh, you know, get me seven or eight points, and I'll be happy with that. So uh, I do kind of like the Packers this week as well if you're looking for a, a bargain defense. So there it is, fantasy. If you want a good defensive pick, listen to me. If you want a good pick for everything else, listen to Austin. Um, that's pretty much all I'm good for these days is uh, picking a, a good defense. So Both very solid at picking defense. Yeah, okay, so I'll, I'll take that as well. Uh, quarterbacks and defense. Uh, let's finish up with our against-the-spread picks. 
Uh, before we get out of here, uh, you went four and one last week, as you said. I was at three and two. So let's try to keep the wins coming, uh, both at nineteen and sixteen on the season. Yep. So, so uh, why, why don't you start it off this week? Since uh, I won last week, I guess. All right, I'll start it off. Uh, and I'm going to go right to that uh, team that I was just talking about, right to the Green Bay Packers. Uh, they're minus six and a half. I like it. I like them to win by a touchdown or more. Uh, the way that they played last week and the way Aaron Rodgers uh, came back from that brutal game against the Bucks, uh, the Vikings just have no defense. Can't trust them to, to be within a touchdown here of one of the better teams in the NFC. Uh, maybe maybe the third best team, maybe, uh, behind the Seahawks and the uh, the Bucks right now. The Bucks just beat them up pretty good. So uh, I'll take the Packers minus six and a half against the Vikings. All right. Uh, in. I'm going to go with the uh, Los Angeles Rams at minus three and a half. I mean, it's a rookie quarterback in his first start, and we he came in for those couple plays. What was it against the Jets? And he almost threw a pick six. To be honest, if you rewatch that first ball he threw, yeah. So uh, I just don't see any way the Dolphins keep it close this week. Uh, yeah, I um, I agree. And Kevin seems to be on the same page as well. He likes the Rams this week against that rookie quarterback. I think that the trip from the West Coast to the East Coast is still kind of priced into this, but at this point, should we really be doing that with Sean McVay? Yeah, McVay's success at coming West to East. Yeah, so I, I think that that line should be even even a little bit more. I think they're giving the uh, the rookie quarterback a little bit too much credit here, and they're taking a little bit too much away from the Rams for having to travel across the country, which we've seen them do uh, just fine, so um. Yeah, my second pick here. I, I know it, it's it's a college spread, but I'm gonna go with the Chiefs. <laughs> I don't, you know, I don't see how you know the Chiefs are gonna put up 40 points. Are the Jets gonna score 20? I they haven't scored. When was the last time they scored 20 points? Have they even they, they scored 20 points against the Broncos? And I think that's the only time. Uh. You know, I have to look it up now because I want to be sure. But Jets schedule. Let's let's uh, look at what they've done. All right, so ten. Uh, all right, last. All right, seventeen, thirteen, seven, twenty-eight, ten, zero, ten. So they've only scored over seventeen once this year, and that was against the Broncos, where they put up twenty-eight. Um, so, yeah, uh, I'm going to stick with, I'm going to go with the Chiefs and, uh, take them at, uh, minus 19 and a half. I know it's probably crazy, but n- not really. I don't know. <laughs> so, give me the Chiefs. Alright, I'm going to take the, uh, Buffalo Bills at minus four. I mean... The Pats' injuries are just piling up. Julian Edelman had some cleanup surgery on his knee, so he's out for a couple weeks. Can you doubt uh, who's left over there, receiver for them? That's a good question. Uh, someone with a Z. I remember that. 
when he caught a pass and it wasn't even on the DraftKings board because they didn't know. Oh, yeah. They didn't know who he was. So, um, yeah, they're, they're, they're a mess right now. played shitty last week, and uh, I think they need a bounce-back game, and they just need to slaughter the pass here. Yeah, they, they played shitty in one. Uh, the Jets had no business being in that game, in my opinion. The Bills just, you know, they fumbling the ball. Josh Allen didn't play well. They didn't score a touchdown. It was all field goals in that game. Couldn't couldn't score once they were in plus territory. Uh, so, yeah, I think this. I don't. I don't know. Maybe it's just because of Belichick and the history of these two teams, but the Patriots are just playing so bad right now. Yeah, the way this should be only a minus four point spread. Yeah, and Cam Newton. I mean, is he even is he even the starter this week? Yeah, he's definitely starting. And he's gonna have knows? a short leash, though. Maybe there's some lingering COVID effects. I don't know. Yeah, I. You know, when I see him, I don't even think of that. I just think that he's he doesn't have the arm bad. strength anymore. Yeah, I think he's just bad, and uh, uh, the Patriots are not in a good spot right now. Um, all right, so for the third pick here, uh, I'm going to go with. You know, I kind of like the Chargers this week. I think Herbert's playing really well. So I'm going to go with the Chargers against the Broncos here at minus three and a half. I think the Chargers have uh, they have a lot of good offensive weapons. Um, their defense hasn't really played that well. So I would feel more comfortable. You know, I'd be inclined to buy a half point here uh, just to have that field goal and, and be able to push. Or even by a full point. Uh, it seems like a lot of teams, right? A lot of betters are on the, the Broncos right now, at least on DraftKings, because that it looks like that number is about to change. It's minus one seventeen right now at uh, for the Broncos at plus three and a half. So, you know, if that gets any higher, you, you might see that number drop. So I, I might wait a little bit, but I do like the Chargers to win by a field goal or more. So uh, give me the Chargers uh, for the third game there. All right. Uh, I'm actually going to take the Tennessee Titans at minus six and a half. It's a big spread, especially against uh, Mr. Covers over there in Cincy, who hasn't, who's covered every game, but I think they've only won one game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, as far as betting goes, yeah, that's been a great team. Yeah, um, but. Uh, to be honest, that's got to change soon, and that defense is god awful. This is uh, this is hyping up for a Derrick Henry two hundred yard rushing game. Yeah, I don't, I don't think the Titans want to be that team that's getting in those shootouts. Uh, they just want to run the football, have Tannehill, you know, manage the game. Tannehill's shown that he can win a game if he needs to, but they don't want to play that way. Uh, but their defense is not the way that it was last year. And this Bengals offense is actually pretty good. So, you know, yeah. six and a half is big, but. It is big. It does scare me for a backdoor cover. But who knows the way the NFL's going. If they're 14, guess what? They're going for two. Yeah, no, that's true. <laughs> that's true. So, I, I, you know, you, the, the whole, you know, shift 
uh, of looking at these coaches now as they just seem to go for it on fourth down all over the field and going for two and and, and doing all these things, not taking the points when they're there. You know, I, I'm just not I'm not a fan of it, but you know, that's the way the NFL is now. It's it's analytics. It's follow baseball and basketball and, and Yeah, it's not having a feel for the game. It's oh the book says do this. I am robot. I read a book. Yeah. Because even watching a game you get a feel for the game. You know, as a fan you you get a feel for the game. And some of these calls it's like you know, why Why are they doing it? It can't be because of the feel. You know, yeah, you're not at the game. Uh, there's no fans in the stand, or there's some fans in the stands. It's kind of hard to get a read on momentum and stuff. I don't know, but it just, you know, some of these calls, it just doesn't really, uh, it doesn't sit well with me. So uh, for my fourth pick here, I'm going to go with the Steelers at plus four. I don't think the Ravens have been playing that well. And for... You know, I know the Steelers are on the road here, but it's not the same as it's been in, in years past where, you know, the stadium is packed. It is a division game. These teams always just want to beat the crap out of each other. And plus four to me, this is a field, this is a field goal game. Uh, you know, and, and I don't even know if the Ravens are going to win. I think, I think the Steelers, you know, Steelers are undefeated coming in. Uh, God. Uh, this, this plus four is, is kind of a weird number to me. I, I like the Steelers to to cover that and, you know, maybe sprinkle a little bit of money line in there. Yeah, it's not a bad choice. I mean, you would just hope Bree and TJ Watt just destroy Lamar Jackson every play. That's what I would do. Yeah, I mean, you, you just tell them, you know, you have those responsibilities already built in. But, hey... Don't worry about it if he's pitching the ball. That's what they tell you. But yeah, you know, it's like a it's like a natural instinct to want to still play that a certain way. When you say, "Hey, the quarterback's a runner," your job. Don't worry about the pitch. Just just crush him. And you know, if that's how they play it, which the Steelers they they have the athleticism to do that. You know, we've talked about the athleticism of their linebacking court. It's it's off the charts. So if any team is going to defend against this, it's going to be them, and, and I like it. So uh, let's get to your fourth pick. All right, uh, I'm going to go with the Detroit Lions at plus three. This is more just a gut feeling game. I do think the Lions are better than their record shows that they're only three and three, but realistically, they could probably be four and two if not better. And I don't trust the Colts. Phil yeah, this, is bad. So this is actually, you know, we'll make this our head-to-head. Oh, yeah? You're on? Because I like the Colts this week, and it's only for the reason that this is a game where you would think, like, oh, yeah, this is going to be a good game. Watch this be like the Colts just win, like, 30-10. to 10. <laughs> Because the Colts are infamous, they, they, you know, at least with Philip Rivers anyway, it seems like they just play up and down to their competition. You saw with the Bengals, they give up a bunch of points early, they come back and win the game. Uh, they lose the Jaguars week one. Yeah, like they're just all over the place. I think this is a game where it's just going to be one of those games. I don't know why, I just have a feeling, kind of like you said, it's a gut, it's a gut call. I just think the Colts are, are going to come out and, 
and beat up on the Lions who, you know, I, I agree with you. I, to be honest, I, I, I like this Lions offense now that uh, Galladay's back and healthy. You got Marvin Jones on the other side. TJ Hawkinson's finally being used. And DeAndre Swift is pretty great at running back for them. Yeah, he's actually like their first running back in a while that has been like one of those guys that can can break the game open. Uh, so I, you know, I agree. I think the Lions are, you know, and you had the Lions winning the North, did you not? Yes, which isn't going to happen. Definitely but, lost that bet, but uh, there's I still think, a playoff spot. No, they, they, you know, they they have a chance to make some noise, and I agree. I think that they're uh, they might be a better team than their record has shown. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just I just have a feeling about the Colts um, to go to go into uh, Detroit and and win that game. So all right, so uh. Yeah, then I'll just jump to uh, my last pick. Then I'll go to with uh, Seattle minus three against the 49ers. The 49ers have been honestly punching above their weight the last couple of weeks, beating up on the Rams. But uh, I think injuries are going to start taking a toll, and I think Seattle wins this game. And with the spread of only minus three, give me Seattle's offense. Okay. Yeah, you're gonna stick to that Seattle train, even though they had a heartbreaking defeat to the Cardinals. Yeah, and uh, they really lost because Russell Wilson. I mean, threw three picks. If yeah, not, was, uh, put up yeah. six points. Yeah, that was not uh, not his finest game, uh, which is kind of weird against that. Uh, but you know, everybody's entitled to have a bad game. I don't think it really. Does too much to hurt his MVP, uh, the MVP conversation. Um, Not yet. No one really blew it out of the water. I mean, maybe Rogers' stock is up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I think Rod. Yeah. I would say Mahomes stayed flat. Lamar Jackson didn't play. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I think. I agree. I don't think that. His stock took too big of a hit. I think, if anything, Rogers moved up a little bit. Um, so it, it, it'll be interesting to keep an eye on that because I think right now you're looking at probably Russell Wilson, Rogers, and Mahomes. Lamar Jackson is not at the same level as he was last year uh, or even close to it. In my opinion, he's taken a step back. And uh, he's not really in that conversation right now with those top flight guys for the MVP. So, um, all right. So those are our picks. Why don't you give us a quick recap before we uh, head out of here? All right, uh, Max, you're going to take Green Bay minus six and a half. KC with that huge college spread of minus nineteen and a half. The Chargers at minus three and a half. Pittsburgh at plus four, and our head to head is. Colts at minus three against Detroit, plus three. And then I'm going to take uh, the Rams at minus three and a half. The Titans at minus six and a half. The Bills at minus four. And Seattle at minus three. And again, we're both 19 and 16 on the season. 
plus uh, 110 betting-wise, so not bad. All right, so let's let's keep it keep it going here. Uh, got off the schneid. I think I had two losing weeks in a row, and you've really uh, come on strong the last few weeks to get that record three games over five hundred. Yeah, so, now just gonna keep building on it. Yeah, let's keep keep the uh, keep the bankroll coming, and uh, yeah. So so that's our show for today. Um, you know, we had Kevin on. We were happy to have him. Talk some, talk some jets. Talk some, you know, COVID and, and what he thought about, you know, all the all the shutdown of sports and all that. And um, you know, like like we said earlier, just kind of get that inside look into the mind of and the struggles that they've had over the last few years. It's been it's been pretty rough. Uh, New York football in general has been very disappointing the last few years. So it's not just the Jets. Uh, the Giants are right there with them. Um, and then, uh, you know, fantasy wise, trying to, trying to write the ship there has been, has been pretty good the last couple of weeks. And then our picks, you know, let's, let's keep it going with that. So, uh, check us out on Twitter. One thing we didn't do last week, which, which I meant to do, I it just slipped my mind is to put our, uh, millionaire maker teams out there. Um, you know, just kind of see how we filled in the holes with some of those spots that, uh, you know, because obviously the, the guys that we, we can't get every person that we pick on the same team. It's just, it's not good. We're giving you our locks. If we made a team with our locks, we wouldn't have any money. So, you know, you don't have enough money to do that. Um, so we'll kind of give you an idea of how we, how we filled in those gaps. Uh, but we'll make sure to do that on Sunday. Um, so why don't you, you want to throw our Twitter, uh, Twitter out there and our Instagram? Twitter is at square the sharp. Instagram is squaring up the sharp. Uh, email us at squaringuptheSharp at gmail.com. Uh, follow us, like and subscribe on iTunes, all those places. And uh, that's it. We're going to have a you know, YouTube channel as well. So and it's going to be us. sharp. Yeah, squaring up the sharp on YouTube. Uh, so make sure to check that out. This is our first. Court, live recording that we've done uh, with video. So, uh, very exciting stuff. You get to see both of our ugly faces. <laughs> and, uh, and uh, yeah, so this is how it's going to be going forward. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so thanks for joining us. And we will uh, see you for week nine. Uh, let's let's keep the uh, the good times rolling and, and win some money this weekend. So, uh, yeah, if I have another weekend like I did last weekend, then uh, I'm going on a nice vacation. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Um, but uh, why don't you sign us off here, Austin, and we'll get out of here. Here's the squaring up the sharp. <laughs>